Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? It's going pretty good. Been, uh, yeah, just, I don't know what I'm thinking. Well, two weeks has just flown by, uh, although I know we recorded a little bit late uh, with our past, uh, just our previous episode there. Uh, to accommodate a Faye channel, but uh, we are back on our normal schedule, and we're going to start things off with the banners, which will be uh, the Weekly Revival uh, Banner 8 and 65 are running right now. The AHR, the A Hero Rises Engage Cup, wraps up its banner on the 16th. Tempest Trials closes on the 17th, that's the banner. New Power goes until the 19th. Lovely Gifts, Special Hero Revivals, Goes into the 22nd. Legendary and Mythic Hero Remix 1 and 2 goes into the 24th. Hero Fest goes into the 1st of March. Special Hero Summon Year 6 ends on the 1st of March. So if you haven't done that yet, got your free one, jump on it. And uh, we've got a special gift um, going into the 6th. But Eddie, you have banners that you summoned on. How'd you do? Yep, um, of course, I summoned on the Valentine's Banner special gift and managed to get all four of the units. I uh, ended up sparking for Leo, and in the next ring to clear out my pity rate, I ended up getting a spare Leo. I've actually, after looking a bit more at uh, the dual leases kits, uh, dipped back in trying to get a spare dual lease to, get, to inherit some of those skills to Lissa and uh, have managed to get one more of those. I'm hoping for one more. Because quite a few skills there that would be nice to give to Lissa. Good stuff. Uh, I've not summoned on the new Valentine's banner. Um, I thought that, uh, so we got Effie for free from the Tempest yep. Trials. And I was like, you know what? I'm not a big Fates character uh, person. So I really haven't summoned on this banner. But uh, I did want to note that I got Summer Edelgard um, from the year five no year six special heroes free summon um so i already had her but uh you know uh, we we obviously had a lot of special heroes from from last year i know you have you had most of them right so you didn't probably get anything new uh correct i'm pretty sure i had all got all of them because i do have this habit of trying to make sure i get at least one of each other because yeah fates isn't exactly my favorite it's not horrible uh but it's not exactly my favorite game so and what, like I said, I'm not wasn't going back in to try and get and spare at least for uh, uh, merging. But once I took a good look at her skills and saw there were more than four, I wanted to try and give to my Lissa. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I also uh, got a Marita on the free summon tickets for the Hero Fest. Did you end up getting anything off the Hero Fest or that one? Uh, I have not summoned on it. I plan to go in and get all the tickets and then summon all of those at once. Good. And I've been lazy about going and getting the spare tickets, so. Yeah, I think you've got a bit more time, so you're all set. Yep, about 16 days or so. Oh, I think yeah. It was. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, I think that was a rearmed Marita, if I remember correctly. She was either rearmed or ascendant. I uh, probably ascended. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's where I've been summoning. That's what I got. Liv is the re-armed, only rearmed sword we currently have. I'm sure there'll be more sword heroes to come. 
I'm sure eventually. So, uh, besides uh, more rearms and swords eventually showing up, we do have a couple other things going on over the coming weeks. Uh, we have a new Heroes banner with the usual Forging Bonds and Grand Hero Battle in the next few days, as well as a new Bound Hero Battle for August and Leaf coming over the next couple weeks. And we will also get our next Legendary Hero right around when we next record. Um, it's still hard to tell exactly what day is what on the listing, so it's either like the day after we record or the day that we record. But we should at least know who they are by the time we record. Very good. Very good. And also coming up starting on February 25th for Fae Pass subscribers, we have our next Resplendent Hero, which will be Innis, a regal strat... 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 <laughs> strat I don't know why I was uh, I was tripping over that one, but Stratetician is is yep. what Innis is, I guess. Um, you'll be able to add Innis in his Askrin attire to your hero's collection uh, if you're a Fae Pass subscriber on February 25th. So uh, if you've been looking to upgrade your Sacred Stones characters uh, in hopes that Nintendo will will add it to the GBA collection. Here's your chance to show your love for uh, for that entry. So, yep. Uh, we also have the new special heroes, the special gift, which, as shown in the Fate Channel, we have the uh, Fates crew celebrating the Day of Devotion uh, in their banner with Leo, Takumi, Hana, and Duo, Elise, and Sakura on the banner, along with Effie and the Tempest Trial. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, and we'll start things off with Takumi, Troubled Heart. Takumi's joining the Day of Devotion festivities and with some noble-looking attire to boot. Takumi is a blue tome armor hero wielding Dawn Sweet box. Uh, he has A slash S far save three as one of his skills, which does grant him the savior ability, which is uh, like I think seems to be a common thread with the Valentine's heroes, or at least it was. When they introduced the Savior, I think it was... I think Savior was first introduced in the Valentine's Heroes. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm, I'm remembering um, the Askren mom, uh, uh, Sharina and Alphonse's yep. mom. Henrietta? Yes, I was going to say Henrietta, and it's like, that doesn't... Is that right? But yeah, Henrietta. So, yep. um, Takumi, uh, a lot of people like Takumi, but I think because I played, I played Birthright, and Takumi just like hates your your guts like corn just does not like corn whatsoever mm-hmm. then he turns evil and that doesn't help his case i mean it's not his fault that he turns evil he's like controlled by a demon i think or the the big bad i guess i it's hard to recall exactly what happens but i just don't remember ever really liking takumi um but yeah that's that's a me problem i suppose maybe uh did you like takumi i didn't dislike him okay <laughs> So, I mean, you know, both, there's that. Both Leo and Takumi were a bit off-putting. Um, for whatever reason, even though Hinoka gave similar vibes, she came off more as, you know, came off better than either Leo or Takumi. Um, less said about Camilla, the better. But, uh, you know, Hinoka, she also had that pissed at you, annoyed at you for getting captured mindset, kind of more blaming herself. While Takumi came off as more of hating you for it, Hinoka came off more as, you know, guilty at herself and lashing out because of it. You know, that was more noticeable there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that and makes sense. Leo, Leo just came off as, you know, a, 
better than you and didn't like you because you were treated as special, even, even though he thinks he should be treated better. Is right. what I recall from Leo, which actually fits as we have Valentine's Leo here and Leo Shrouded Heart. Based on his expression, the second Prince of Noir does not think much of you or this event and is here as a green cavalry archer unit boasting a new useful player uh, phase skill called Remote Mirror, as well as uh, boasting a Canto skill on him as well. Uh, you know what else he boasts? Uh, a really weird bowstring. We got another one of those, Eddie. Yeah, that's just standard at this point. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not special. Not something also, we should show. Also, this one looks like it could easily be, you know, behind his back there. Maybe in his attack art, it's vanishing into him. Ah. Uh, yeah, in the attack art, it vanishes at his face. But in the standing art, it just looks like he has the bowstring hanging on his back. Yeah, no. It looks like the bow is just sort of floating behind him. In his standing art, but when he's attacking, it's uh, clearly they've yep. removed the string. So that the string is vanishing from in his front of his face. Yeah. So. Well, it happens. It happens. Although, to... I will admit, compared to some of the others where it actually looks like it's going into that, it actually does vanish before it reaches his body. So it doesn't look like it's going into him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it is done a little more. Uh, Obviously you know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like they've clearly said, "Low, we are trying to make sure we don't cover the face. So. You know, we're yeah. just going to fade, fade the, the bowstring out. But, you know, you're absolutely, you nailed it. You know, his expression is just like, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, I haven't done the Day of Devotion um, uh, uh, yeah. maps, but I'm sure he's in it and he's very upset about, about being in it. So it writes itself, really. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully this next hero will be a little more cheerful about being part of this banner. We have Hana Striving Heart. Hana is a samurai from Hoshido here to give the Day of Devotion her best shot. Strictly speaking, she's here to keep Sakura safe, but that doesn't mean she can't dress up for the festivities. Hana is a sword-armored hero wielding Petal Fall Blade Plus and is available as the four-star hero on the banner. So this is our four-star hero, uh, and uh, yeah, I'd say she looks she looks like she's happy to be here, uh, even though she is the four-star unit. Yeah, but Hannah's always you know okay, uh, good with going along with things. So that's true. She's she's che- cheerful, you know, which I yep. and I remember really liking Hannah in um, my birthrate playthroughs. So yes, yep. We also have Elise and Sakura, the sweetheart royals. Elise and Sakura, the join on this banner together, a uh, infantry, or sorry, cavalry healer unit, boasting a solid kit, including a new tier four version of Wrathful Staff. Uh, and that's Wrathful Staff, for those who don't remember, it's the skill that treats staff damage like other weapons. Uh, this one's called, um, uh, where was it? Poetic Justice. And a uh, pretty powerful um, special trigger called Holy Pressure. That inflicts gravity if it goes off, as well as using their foe's resistance against them. So quite quite a powerful skill set there. Good stuff. And, you know, yeah. I'd imagine I never played Revelations, but I imagine that these two are the bestest of buds if they end up if you like, I don't know, in Revelations, I think you kind of can recruit everybody. That's the idea. Or... Yes, you can recruit everyone in Revelations. I don't know exactly how they are working, but um, I'm sure Elise will make sure they are the best of friends. And Sakura will be too shy and nervous to say anything against it. Well, there you go. 
Um, well, you know what? We have our final hero here, which is Effie, Dedicated Heart. Effie's an armored knight from Nor, and she's come to defend the Day of Devotion. Looks like she's brought presents for her liege, Elise, and all her friends, too. Effie is a axe infantry hero, wielding Petalfall Vase Plus, and is available on the Tempest Trials as a reward. I gotta say, it is funny to see her not being an armored unit, but this marks our first Effie alt, so I'm not gonna complain. I know a lot of people were stoked to see that Effie was finally getting uh, an alt hero. Um... And I, I, I love the way that they sort of took her armor design from the main game and kind of, you know, adapted it to this uh, th to this Valentine's outfit. I think it looks I think it looks great. I think she looks awesome for a Tempest Trials unit. I mean, like they really they really did a really good job at, uh, at designing this character out. I mean, I've never noticed any units get a poor design, maybe a design I'm not overly fond of, but never really a poor design per se. True. Yes, it is a really well done one here for Effie. So, yeah. So hopefully, you folks can jump into the Tempest Trials and unlock Effie, who is still available as we speak. Um, and uh, yeah, do some Day of Devotion summoning while you're at it. Um, Eddie, we've got one last story here for Fire Emblem Heroes. What's up? Uh, yep, apparently the results for uh, Fire Emblem Heroes of Hero Rises 2023 and the eight units who will be on the uh, voting gauntlet at the end of the month have been announced. Uh, number one was Sun Empress Edelgard from Three Houses, obviously, one of the, her summer units. Uh, Fomortis, uh, coming in strong after his recent banner, gets second place. Krom, showing his staying power, gets third place. Uh in his duo unit, I think it's. I actually think that's from last year's Valentine's banner, if I recall correctly. Um, Midnight Bloom Camilla takes fourth place. Uh, Edelgard shows up a second time in her fallen form, Hegemon Husk. Ophelia, Starlet Maiden, gets sixth place. Fell Tactician Robin, so Rearmed Robin, gets seventh place. And Legendary Veronica is rounding out the top eight, mm. with Embla and Shez just barely making it. Missing it, I mean, yeah, lost so. by about uh six six hundred votes for Embla and then and about a thousand votes for Shez for there. Shez. And, and that's yep. is that the Shez? That's the legendary Shez. I believe it? that's legendary Shez. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, so I mean, this this top eight, this is what we're going to be seeing going into the voting gauntlet, uh, in which the top four from that will be uh on a summoning banner. I think I'm remembering that correctly, and then. Top four will have a banner, and the top very number one or the number one winner will be given for free to everyone. Right. So, I mean, we we kind of expected uh, a lot of Edelgard. Edelgard gets a lot of votes. Uh, it's nice to see Krom continuing to, you know, top the top eight. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, for Mortis, uh, the, as the most recent mythic, one of the most recent mythic heroes, that seems to be a trend too. I think. Um, I remember, you know, legendary mythic heroes usually, usually, even if they're newer ones, usually are in the top eight, even if they aren't like a uh, and popular. From Mortis said a pretty good kit. There was definitely at least one person in our Discord plugin for him. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's who I voted when I remembered to vote. Uh, but when I do, I promise I will take part in the voting gauntlet, and we will. I will be pushing for for Mortis. Uh, I would like to get him for free. I make no such good. promises. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, will I when do we know when this voting gauntlet starts? It's soon, is it not? It's uh, doesn't say. Uh, here's here's uh, well, it's got to be soon because the results will be announced. The voting gauntlet will be this March. Oh, is it? So what's this? So end of February. Oh, usually March. they usually do a February a voting gauntlet around the last couple days of the month and into the early into the next month. Uh, let's see. Do they have the voting gauntlet on the calendar? They do not seem to have the gauntlet scheduled on the calendar. Oh no, there it is. Uh, starting on February twenty eighth, going through March sixth. Oh, there you go. I think this tweet is wrong. It says it was going to announce the results will be announced on February nineteenth. I don't know what that is referring to, but uh, uh, well, I mean, the results have been announced before the nineteenth. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I think it's either a, a March nineteenth, maybe. Maybe March nineteenth would make more sense. Is when we'll find out who won, but theoretically, we'll we'll figure out who won right after the gauntlet. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, that that is true. Well, here, this is another case for I guess uh, I guess Fire Emblem Heroes official account could could have used that edit button but uh they don't have it so they're leaving it i don't think they issued oh. a correction is this i don't know is this not the final results then it says final results on the image <laughs> right yeah Weird, eh? it says final results so i have no clue what they're talking about there i think it's just a it's, here's here's who come through first through eighth that's your top 20 if here's who come in first through eighth will appear in a voting gauntlet this march uh-huh Hero wins the voting gauntlet will be given to all, sent to all players as a free five star. Results will be announced on February nineteenth. But we're sitting here looking at the results. So what results are we waiting to have you announce? I don't know. Hold on, let me check something else quickly. Okay. The tweet broke us. Okay. I think the it... online vote portion of Hero Rises twenty twenty three is and eight finalists have been cited. In game voting gauntlet to deserve champion. We begin on March 1st at 2 a.m. So, yeah, the tweet has no clue what it's talking about, apparently, because the in-game thing straight up says these are the final eight, top eight, mm-hmm. and the voting gauntlet starts March 1st. So I don't know what results they're talking about announcing next week. Maybe they're announcing the rest of the results, 21 through whatever. Who knows? Yeah, well... We will see in the near future, and we will try not to let that tweet bother us too much. But uh, yeah, so those are the top eights, and uh, get ready to see. Maybe they'll re- maybe they'll announce like what the bracket looks like on the nineteenth. I don't know. I don't know. But no, because uh, there's nothing to announce on the nineteenth, really, except maybe the bracket. But even that's kind of like why. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Everyone yeah. anticipate February nineteenth. Big news. Big news for Fire Emblem Heroes. Look forward to it. Um, Eddie, before we wrap up the show, uh, I don't know why I say this, because I think tonight we're probably going to have like half Fire Emblem Heroes and half uh, Outrealm Gate because we got a couple of announcements from Nintendo uh, in regards to Fire Emblem as a whole, as a franchise. And I want to start things off with not necessarily something you can enjoy right now, but... You can give Nintendo extra money to enjoy a Fire Emblem game down the road if that's what you want to do. Um, So right now, GBA games have been added to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. That is the uh, second tier uh, online subscription you can get from Nintendo that offers uh, N64 games, Sega Genesis, and now GBA. 
and Fire Emblem Blazing Blade was in the preview of games to be added soon. Uh, and I would imagine Sacred Stones would would come at some point in in the future, but it was not it was not listed. But uh, yeah, original Fire Emblem. What do you think? Cool. And um, as I mentioned, that that in Golden Sun that were, was also on the list of coming soon are the two things that might get me to consider buying the extra thirty dollars a year expansion pass. Um, but thinking back on it a little further, I'm not entirely sure. I guess if I get you know, strong enough desire to play through those games again while at work on the bus or something. Maybe that'll convince me, but I'm pretty sure I have, I know I have Blazing Blade. I might even have Golden Sun on my Wii U. Uh, right. You know, which I have them downloaded already. So even as it shuts down, I should still have access to them. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, did the Wii U have like the rewind feature? I, I don't think it did. I think it was just a straight up play the game type thing um i know it had the bookmarks and stuff i don't know if you could rewind per se but it had the bookmark where you could shrink it down and have it save as if you you know yeah you were putting it to sleep in a modern console yeah well i mean i'll say this i've i've dabbled a bit so i'm an expansion pass subscriber mainly because i it is in the grand scheme of it all. It's not expensive uh, when you compare it to other offerings of, of online um, subscriptions for for video games. I, I understand like it's not everyone's cup of tea to to play N64 games, let alone Sega Genesis. But I'll say this, like the addition of these GBA games, like playing them. I that that portable console was one of my favorite Nintendo experiences that I've ever had. Um, very fond memories as a kid playing Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. And the rewind feature that they have within these games sometimes is can, would could be considered cheating. <laughs> and I think in terms of Fire Emblem might be considered a little a little OP. It depends on what mindset you want to go with in that to- type of thing, because you know, it's kind of a situation of we kind of have a rewind now, so it's nice that Blazing Blade will be getting a similar thing to a degree. Yeah, you know? I agree. I I think it's just, I know that there are other ways to play Nintendo games through emulation, through the Wii U, through Wii. There's so many options these days. Um, and I just, I personally really like to play these games uh, on on the Nintendo Switch through Nintendo services, I think that is still the, I think that's the best way to do it. And the way they've implemented it works really well with the bookmarking and having multiple bookmarks that you can place. And again, the rewind feature works really well. I'm playing it on a Nintendo console through Nintendo services, just not the switch. No. Yeah, no, I, I understand that completely. You you talk about, I I was going back to the rewinding thing. I've been watching someone as they play through engage. And when the dragon time crystal was introduced, they were all annoyed and upset and like, I didn't like that in the last ones and I don't like that here. And then they killed a character and restarted the whole map. And I was just sitting there thinking, well, what's the difference in that and the rewind where you just have to go back a map, you know, a turn or two and re- refigure where you're placing people. Why, why do you need to, you know, punish yourself further to do the same exact thing you were going to do anyway? Yeah. You know, I think there's like, there's stakes to um to the game if there isn't a rewind feature like having to restart the map oh, is, yeah. as you said almost like a punishment <laughs> and 
frankly, my my um, my opinion is like, who has time for that? I don't. I don't anymore. Yeah, that's kind of my thing as well, especially in this situation, is that, you know, she's playing it for stream. So you'd rather make your stream watch you replay a hour-long map because you accidentally misplaced a guy and you don't want them dead as opposed to rewinding a turn and turn or two and only replaying 20, 10, 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but. no, I, I mean... It's... I may eventually get it, and yes, it is far cheaper than anything. It's a far better deal than the PlayStation thing, where if you want their old games, because this is just a nostalgia play, and I haven't gotten the expansion pass because there's nothing in that nostalgia play that I currently want, and these are the first two things that is like, ooh, I'd really like to have access to those. Um, like the PlayStation nostalgia play is you have to buy the highest tier of our thing, as opposed to you just have to pay, you know, an extra 30 bucks on top of your the stuff you're already having to pay, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think it, yeah, you're right. It comes down to nostalgia. And I think for me, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance was what I was looking forward to. The N64 was cool and it was novel to go back and play those games, but like eh, early 3d stuff, you know? Yep. We'll note that. Well, it doesn't affect um, Fire Emblem because there were no, Family games on the Game Boy. The Game Boy stuff is in just the base pass or base yes. expansion or online deal. Game Boy Advance is in the only one in the expansion pass. So I have a, I who has Nintendo Switch online has access to the Game Boy stuff. So yeah, yeah. So there is that, and and again, like I don't, we don't know the the cadence of these updates to the service. I mean, the N sixty four was one game a month. I would assume the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance will will be maybe two games a month each. I I would assume the Game Boy would be two two games a month. I mean, I I'm not necessarily you know sharing that based on like they're easy to port. Yeah, we we don't know exactly what is required in porting and checking through and adding these rewind features and stuff. So no clue how long it takes them to actually work through them. Uh, but hopefully it'll be more than one a month, but it may just be a case of they have one for each system a month yeah. for a while. Yeah, I, I guess it's just from the N64 standpoint, it just that feels so unwieldy in comparison to the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. But you're right, like we got a preview of more games than we did with the N64 when they launched that service. Um, I don't think they've commented on the cadence. So we'll see in March. I mean, we've got our February games and a good chunk of them. Um, we'll see in March what what that brings, and of course, when Fire Emblem is added, be sure to hear. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking about it here, so stay tuned for that. Um, let's do a quick Fire Emblem Engage check in with with a promise that we're going to be doing. We're going to be setting up a spoiler chat very soon, not for the whole game, but um, we're thinking up to the end of chapter ten slash eleven. That's what we're kind of thinking. Um, and we will let everybody know ahead of time, but th- consider this sort of like coming in the near future. Eddie and I will talk spoiler filled at the end of the episode so that if folks are still waiting, they can come back to to the end of it. But uh, not today, but soon. Yeah, the plan when we do the spoiler chat is to finish the episode and then, you know, after we do the end stuff, go on and discuss spoilers for a bit when we do it, but not quite yet. Yeah, so... With that said, how far are you in Fire Emblem Engage? 
I believe it's chapter 18 or 19. I've uh, got a decent chunk in, and I'm at a certain point, but I think something might end up happening soon, but I don't know for sure. Uh, but it's like, you know, I don't know the exact timing or number off the top of my head. I'm trying to pull it up quick to check. Uh, chapter 20 is where I am, so I'm actually further than that. Oh, wow. So I cleared out all the paralogs and then moved up a cha- couple chapters and uh, progressed to get a certain... Uh, cer- progressed to get something specific that I was expecting and then became a moot point right afterwards, but hey. <laughs> but I have a few paralogs uh left to, or that I've recut, rebuilt up to go through and complete. So I'm usually hopping in. I'm starting with a few of the um, generally doing the training uh, skirmishes and focusing on those because you get a bonus chunk of gold afterwards. I found, in my opinion, they're more effective than the gold skirmish maps because uh, I'm currently getting about 5,000 gold per training skir- or four to 5,000 gold per training skirmish and Unless they've upped the amount of rewards in the gold skirmish maps, they only get about twenty five hundred gold in those. So, yeah, I've not touched uh, those. And then going back and doing the paralogs. Yeah, yeah, the skirmishes. You know, unless you're specifically using them for non main characters, characters you haven't been playing with at all, and even then, you have to be careful about that. Those go up pretty quickly. I think I've actually gotten to the point where I'm capped out, advanced level 20 on my skirmishes. Oh. Yeah, I just noticed that they were over-leveled for where my characters are currently at. Um, the the characters that need the skirmishes to level up and catch up with everyone are too low-level to do the skirmishes because they seem to um, level the skirmishes based on your strongest character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. it's weird, but... Um... I mean, for me, I, I've only done a couple of paralogs. I, I am at a point in the game where some more paralogs were unlocked. Uh, and mm-hmm. I did one of them and I was like, okay, that was that was more difficult than what I've been currently used to. But I am I am right now in the middle of chapter 15 uh, where where I think I'm like, yeah, I'm past. Uh, I mean, I'm past the point where we, we are going to do our spoiler chat, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it still so far. It's it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's, it, there's not much more to say other than I'm 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 at chapter 15 and I'm trying to finish that map. Not that I'm having difficulty with it. I, I've been away from the game for a bit because I've been busy with other other games. But uh, I want to get back to it because I do really I do really like engage. I re- I I think it's uh I think it's really cool. You know, like all the yep. all the little fire emblem stuff in there from the previous games. That's my jam. I love. I love that stuff. So, I am enjoying Engage. The you know, I'm 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 wondering if I'm I just don't get all the reviews that were saying it's such a horrible story because I am thoroughly enjoying the story. Yes, it's not as deep and thought provoking, and you know, you're not following a genocidal maniac if you choose one of the routes, uh, like in Three Houses. But it's decent and it's fun, and you know the uh, Support conversations are pretty good. They're mixed quality. You get some who, you know, their chosen trade is just really that's what you win with, and some that are pretty decent and pretty good. Yeah, it's mixed bag like usual. Yeah, no, I agree. It's 
speak, speaking of mixed bags, we have a bunch of uh, details revealed for the rest of the expansion pass. Uh, and depending on who you were hoping would be added, uh, we now know everyone who will be added. Uh, and you may not have gotten who you liked, but Pack 2, uh, which will feature Hector, the Emblem of Strength, Soren, the Emblem emblem of Acumen, and Camilla, the Emblem of... I forget what they call it, but she's her chapter is called The Doting Sister, which flat out explains her to a T. Uh, maybe even questionably doting at times. Uh, Camilla, yeah. emblem of revelation. So revelations. Oh yes, because they consider it to be from the revelations path of the game of fates. Uh, the pack three was announced to focus Crom and Robin together as the emblem of bonds and Veronica, the emblem of heroes. Uh, and her skill will allow her to summon heroes, um, which I guess I guess is. I guess it's possible considering the fact that she has the contracts with all the heroes in the game, but according to the game, Embla is the uh, country of closure, so they're the ones who close the gates, not open them. <laughs> and also, everyone is after your character because he's the only one who allegedly can summon. So, and yet somehow they have contracts with all these heroes. Well, it's a confusing situation. But <laughs> maybe she's bringing them in from. Somnial, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. At, at, like, who knows? Also, what they showed her summoning was just summoning emblems, so it's not like there's a l- large selection to choose from, right? But so you'd have an emblem out there fighting on its own with you, which is nice, which will be nice theoretically. And pack four will be the, which is the story content is called a Fel Xenolog, and seems to show an alternate world, like maybe you go through a Dragon Gate or something. And um, I saw some breakdown of it that makes it think that the bad guy shown in there is a version of Fugato, from, uh, who you may or may not have met, but a character you meet and play with in here, as well as a couple new characters. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, but there was a big surprise there in that the Wave 2 containing Hector, Soren, and Camilla dropped on the day of the pass and is already out and in the game. So There you go. Yeah, they are moving quick with this DLC. I mean, it kind of fits with the whole talk about it being a game that was planned for earlier, like during the 30th anniversary, but got delayed because of COVID, and that they were already planning this out, and they had extra time to work on the post-game, post-launch content. Also, all the characters, like with um, uh, Emblem Edelgard, have a advanced version of their engaged skills. If they're standing next to the ring of the unit, of, from their game. So when Storin stands next to Ike, he gets a boosted version of his skill. Hector stands next to Lin, he someone wearing the Lin ring gets a boosted version of their skill, his skill, and Camilla gets a boosted version of her skill if she stands next to Corin. Cool. That's pretty neat. So. Um I got to say I was surprised to see that they have I mean this is this has got to be a first where Nintendo has kind of brought a mobile game into like into a mainline Nintendo Switch game. Like you've got Veronica, which is a character that has been exclusive to Fire Emblem Heroes, is now included in a mainline Fire Emblem game. I mean that's that's pretty huge. Yeah. Um I'll admit I can't think of any versions of it, but it, I think it also de- 
it views on the way they're treating the series and stuff, you know, because uh, Fire Emblem Heroes in itself is far more connected than any other mobile game I've seen to the mainline series. Just like the fact that once uh, Three Houses came out, they started seeing Three Houses units pop up. Same with Warriors Three Hopes, and now with Engage, we're already seeing heroes from there pop up, you know. So it's far more connected, so it's actually less of a surprise to me, but it's also, you may be right that it is the first time I can think of, other than a game that maybe jumped between versions, and even then that wasn't mobile, because before, really before Heroes, they didn't have a strong, successful mobile game. And as far as I know, Heroes might be the only, their only really, really successful mobile game so far. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean... Hockey Camp, I think, shut down. Dragalia Lost shut down. I don't know if Run's still going along, or, but I also don't know if it's getting any um, updates or anything. Uh, I think Mario Kart Tour is still technically going on, but I don't know oh. how constantly they're getting updates and all. You know what? Now that you mentioned Mario Kart Tour, that is another example of Mario Kart. The Mario yeah, Kart that, Tour stuff has Mario gone Kart into tracks. Have been going into the Mario Kart Eight during this booster pass. So yeah, yeah, it's so, not the okay. first time, but I should have thought of that too. So <laughs> I apologize because honestly, I remember playing them and I remember really like seeing the the tour because I think I think the the tour uh, racetracks are really cool. Or from what I've played, are really cool. Um, so to have them in, in Mario Kart 8 is, is really neat. So two examples, Mario Kart 8, Fire Emblem Engage, still really cool to see it. I'm, I'm glad they've included, oh, yeah. uh, Veronica. It, it adds to the more extremely convoluted system that is the whole Fire Emblem saga. Yeah. <laughs> or series. Hey. Where everyone's apparently connected somehow or another, apparently. Yeah. Well, why not? I think it's a great inclusion and I I know you do as you think so as well, but I mean, it's, it's, um, there was a, I, I wonder, I wonder there was like a, a data mine for this stuff. Uh, and it kind of did pull like a lot of what was announced, but they, I mean, I prefer it this way. I prefer it. Like if they, if they tell us exactly all the stuff that's, that's coming, even just tease it because for example, like, you know, we don't know a lot about pack four or way four or what, you know, that story is going to be and how it's all going to work. But like, I think they gave us a really good preview of, of two and three. And now really they'll just need to drop like a little trailer that says, Hey, wave three is coming, you know, in, in the next little bit. So, uh, I'm glad that they've revealed this. I have not purchased the DLC just yet. I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting, but I have, I have a feeling I'll be purchasing it. Um, when wave four comes out. Cause I, I do want to see what that, that Zeno. Uh, I know there was at least one person, whether it was a person that um, I had watched starting to play the game, or someone in the um, Discord who was saying they were planning to wait until they beat the game one time through before purchasing the DLC. And this was really testing their resolve there. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, uh, I'm sure Wave Three will be out in just a couple months. You probably won't have to wait long for that one, I would imagine, because what? It's like a three week difference. Between wave one and wave two, I mean that's yeah, pretty crazy. Well, like I said, that partially feels to me like a situation of, you know, this was already planned ahead of time. Who knows? Maybe there'll be an expansion pass too. Well, we'll get more waves. You know what? I, I think for this specific game, I, I I would be I would be really happy to see a second wave if the second wave was like 
a, a similar setup, like wave one, two, three are extra emblems and wave four is an additional story. Oh, yeah. If there's no story, I'm kind of of a middling view on it and definitely don't think it should be a pa- expansion pass type situation. Right. Maybe piecemeal add in the last five emblem or five games emblems for the last five games. Yeah. Maybe bring Sothin to go with Micaiah or whatever. Well, I mean, the thing is, previous to Three Houses, uh, Fire Emblem always got a ton of DLC, like a crazy amount. And I think I think both Fates and Awakening had like two passes that you could get, if I remember yeah. correctly. Even um, much while Echoes had a decent chunk with some more story, a yeah. decent chunk of additional story. A exactly. Bit of prequel story with the new characters. Yeah, that were added for Echoes. That that said, I'm still hoping for another Echoes game. Hopefully, on uh, genealogy, yes. finally get that translated. I know it was rumored, um, and the rumors were alongside like another mainline Fire Emblem game, but but we'll. But the rumors also suggested it was originally intended for the 3DS, but was canceled. Oh, whether. <laughs> Yeah, I think they said that they indicated that it was probably going potentially going to be transferred to the Switch, but yeah, when they cut off all 3DS the development, that game got you know at least shifted over and to be re looked at. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, hopefully, we'll see it at some point, or at least have some sort of uh, maybe, maybe at the very least, we'll see. Um, what they did with uh with Fire Emblem One and, and they translated it for for uh the Switch just as like a translation port type thing. Who knows? We will continue to keep an eye on it as we head into twenty twenty three further, head further into twenty twenty three. I know it's mid February. Can't say it's a new year. Um but uh that is gonna do it for this episode. Uh, again, stay tuned in the coming weeks slash months. We'll do some more engaged conversations, including spoiler chats. So uh, if you have not gotten to chapter 10 slash 11 or through that point, um, you've got some time. You've got a bit of time. So don't worry about that. But while you're waiting, go to our uh, website, gamersinpodcast.com slash You'll find all our previous episodes. You can also check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at our Murphy, Eddie at Dralfear. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net or go to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning.